Well, good morning, real life. My name is Justin Jordan. I'm the lead minister here. If you're new, I want to welcome you. And for those of you that are online, I want to welcome you and thank you for joining us. Uh, before we get into our sermon this morning, uh, talked about this uh, a little bit last week and a little bit with the team is uh, Christmas Eve is upon us two weeks from today. And uh, thank you for all of you guys, as Joe said, that are filling out the QR code. Like, it's, it's been super uh, encouraging that you would engage in that way and let us know who's, who's coming and when you're coming. And I uh, just want to offer a challenge to you guys to uh, just, if you'd be willing to think about as you're inviting and praying for people, if you have any ability to come to the afternoon services, that would help us a lot with our first two services. Uh, we're, we're anticipating a healthy amount of people coming. We've actually added chairs today, and I know that's a little bit of an uncomfortable piece because you're like, my normal situation, it's not the same, and we're moving people around. But just to be honest with you, if we didn't add these chairs uh, we probably would be completely full in here this morning. And so this is an exciting time in our church as we're continuing to reach people and as people are getting connected to the church. Our men's breakfast yesterday was amazing. And uh, just thank you for your guys' willingness to serve, to lay your life down for the sake of the gospel. That's why we're here, as we exist to reach the world for Jesus one person at a time. That's why we're here. And so um, if you'd be willing to make that adjustment and, and come to the afternoon services, it would be a huge blessing to us. And so, uh, yeah. If you're new, uh, you, you probably haven't heard this about me, but you've probably heard about it if you've been a part of real life any amount of time. I'm the type of guy that uh, I talked about it yesterday morning with the men. I'm the type of guy when it comes to Christmas, I am not your like really ramped up for Christmas right away type of guy. My wife, she is ready to put the Christmas tree up on November 1st, right after Halloween. I am not that type of person. Uh, we've made an arrangement together, me and Allie, where we get done with Thanksgiving, and then the next day, we start putting up the Christmas stuff. And that includes the lights outside. I was talking to my neighbor. He was putting up the lights. Like, you remember that heat wave we had in the middle of November? He was like putting up his lights. I'm like, dude, it's not Thanksgiving. He's like, yeah, it's 60 degrees outside. I'm putting my lights out out now and the Christmas tree is a big deal to my wife and getting that um, and so she gets her Costco Christmas tree she's excited about it she's from northwest Washington so she likes to have a big full tree I'm more like Clark Griswold let's go cut it down out in the forest and you know have memories even though we hate each other after the end of the trip like <laughs> that's my type of like uh, Christmas uh, season preparation I would call myself someone who likes to crock pot into Christmas. You gotta put me on low, you gotta put me on simmer, and slowly I gonna get warmed up. Um, but over the last couple years, especially the last, I'd say, 10 years, one of the things that I have wanted to make sure that I value in my own heart and the heart of my family is I think it's just tied to this, if you remember in, in Christian culture, in the church, if you're used to church, maybe you're new, there was this thing of, of kind of a rejection of normal Christmas time. Um, this idea of like, why do we have to make it so commercialized? Why do we have to make sure that um, we do all these things, but really the heart of the message was we're actually missing Jesus in the midst of walking into Christmas. And even though, like, we still uh, give gifts and we still do a lot of the same things, that, that wrestling actually resonated with me. It resonated with me in the sense of, how can we make sure that we do all this preparation, all these 
all these lights, all these decorations, um, all these gifts. But like, is Jesus actually even talked about daily in our home? Um, is, is Jesus really the reason for the season? And what does that actually mean practically? And what does that actually look like? And, and, and I actually ask this question almost every single year is, what am I actually bringing to Jesus this Christmas? I mean, it is his, his birthday that we've allocated for December 25th. And some of you may even take the next step of taking that seriously and go, what are we bringing to Jesus? And one of the things that we did that my daughter still talks about is uh, we made a birthday cake for Jesus on Christmas Eve because it's weird to eat cake in the morning of Christmas. And so we did it, <laughs> we did it on Christmas Eve right? And the kids were like, let's have cake all the time, all three days of Christmas, right? But we actually like made a, a birthday cake for Jesus. My daughter still talks about that, about how meaningful that was for her. But I want you just to ask that question this Christmas is what gift would you bring to Jesus this year? What gift would you bring to Jesus? If, if he was literally here, what would you bring to him? And we know that he's here with us in spirit. We know that he came and he died and he resurrected and now he dwells within those that call themselves followers of Christ. What would it look like for you to bring a gift to him? We're starting a new sermon series called King. And we're focusing on this passage found in Matthew chapter 2 where the wise men bring gifts to Jesus. And if you're not familiar with the Christmas story, I just want to share a couple characters in the story of Jesus. We've got Zachariah and Elizabeth, who Zachariah and Elizabeth, Elizabeth was cousins with Mary, and uh, John the Baptist actually was, was the one that was born in preparation to bring Jesus and to declare his kingdom that he was coming. You know the story of Mary and Joseph, the, the mother of Jesus. We have the shepherds, we have the angels. Uh, we have Herod that we're gonna talk about in regards to the story of Christmas. And if you aren't aware, I grew up with nativity scenes, and that was always fun part of growing up and reflecting back and driving around saying, oh, there's a nativity scene. Don't see as many nativity scenes as we used to uh, growing up. But one of the things that we used to see was the wise men there at the nativity scene, which biblically, that is not accurate. For those of you that are upset maybe about that, the wise men actually came much later than the shepherds. Uh, when Jesus is actually... Uh, probably months, maybe a year after Jesus being born. We don't really know exactly. But it says this, that, that when they came to see Jesus, they actually had to navigate Herod. So King Herod at the time was hearing rumors of a, of a, of a boy being born miraculously, and not only it was a miraculous birth, but that he would become a king. And Herod, in his jealousy and his envy and his evil pride, did what evil people do, massacred all of the known children up to two years old in that region, trying to remove Jesus, this future king of the kings, king of the Jews. And in spite of his efforts, Jesus still survived. And not only that, but the wise men navigated uh, really Herod's agenda to actually try and use them to manipulate where Jesus is and to have him killed. And eventually it says that the, uh, the Magi uh, the wise men, they find Jesus. And it says in verse 10 that when they saw the star, the star that they had seen from the very beginning that sent them on the crusade to actually go and see where Jesus is at, they were overjoyed. 
And it says in verse 11, on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down, and they worshiped him. And then they opened their treasures, and they presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. These wise men, who are they? One of the things about the story of Jesus being born is the characters, the people that are actually invited to see Jesus. I love hearing the background as to who these men were. Uh, The word for wise men is magos, which means it's translated magi, sorcerer, or wise men. It's where we get the word magic, a descriptor to mean to have power. It's later in the first century, it's a widely used term to describe men who are interested in dreams, astrology, magic, books thought to contain mysterious references to the future, and the like. They're most likely Arabs. They are termed children of the East. And they were also students of the stars. Most ancient societies believed in heavenly signs. Here's what's fascinating about this idea that the wise men came to offer gifts to Jesus. They weren't Jewish. They were Gentiles. Why is that a big deal? Because really, Gentiles, according to the Jewish people at that time, Jesus was Jewish. Gentiles were outsiders. Gentiles were people that weren't welcome. They weren't necessarily invited. And when you think about the king of the Jews, Jesus coming to be born, of course he wants his own children to come, but he also invites the outsider. And if you are here this morning and you don't claim to be a follower of Jesus, you're invited to experience Jesus. He would be inviting you this Christmas to come and be a part of his birth. And not only do the, do the wise men, the magi come, but they bring gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And gold, what is this, an image of gold? Everybody kind of knows this. The gold is mentioned throughout Scripture. It's used as a symbol to point people to God, but not only in regards to God, it's a natural gift for a king because of its scarcity and value. William Barclay says this, that gold is the gift for a king. Seneca, who was a Roman politician during the time of Jesus, tells us that in Parthia, it was the custom that no one could ever approach the king without a gift. And so what are these wise men doing? They are recognizing that Jesus is king. And they recognize in the custom of their time, you bring a gift to the king. And gold, the king of metals, is the fit gift for king of men. So then Jesus was the man to be born king, but he was to reign not by force, but by love. And he was to rule over men's hearts, not from a throne, but from a cross. This picture of wise men coming and giving gifts, um, it's the really marker of what we do in Christmas. That we come and we give gifts, we receive gifts, and that giving and receiving, it's actually woven in the very fabric of who Jesus is. And not only does Jesus receive these gifts, but in addition, Jesus himself is a gift. I want you to notice that Jesus is interacting with the Samaritan woman in John chapter 4, and this is what he says to the Samaritan woman. He says, Jesus answered, if you knew the gift of God, who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Jesus is like any other king, where he comes and he receives gifts, as we see from the wise men. In Matthew chapter 2, he receives gifts, but he himself is a gift to us. 
he came to give his life for us. And unfortunately, as we know, as the story continues on, Jesus, unlike any other king, where he doesn't use his life to rule in a physical sense, but he chooses to lay his life down. And not only lay his life down, he gets mocked for it. Matthew 27, they stripped him, put a scarlet robe on him, and they twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. He put a staff in his right hand, and they knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail, king of the Jews, they said. And they spit on him and took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. And after they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put on his own clothes on him. They led him away to crucify him. Jesus is a king, but he's unlike any other king who receives gifts of the wise man but then offers his life for others. And I want to ask you this Christmas season, what is your response to Jesus as king? What is your response? Is your response like Herod, who not only despises of him because of jealousy and evil and pride, but chooses to get rid of him? Is that your response to Jesus? Is it like the priests who dismissed him because he challenged their religious power, their religious rule that they had? Are you like the zealots who didn't believe that Jesus was worth falling because he wasn't extreme enough? He wasn't willing to overthrow the government of the time. Is your response like the Herodians, who didn't like him because they thought he was too extreme? Or is your response like the Pharisees, who didn't believe that Jesus was conservative enough? Or is your response like the Samaritans, who thought that Jesus wasn't liberal enough? What is your response to Jesus this Christmas? And what gift is he inviting you into this Christmas to give to him? Jesus is unlike any other king. And Jesus, this is what I know about him, he will go where he is invited. He wasn't invited into Herod's palace, and so he went to a stable. He went to a manger. One of the messiest places that you can go. That's where Jesus went, because he was invited. So what is your response to Jesus? What is the gift that you want to give? And this is what I know, because I'm guessing the majority of us in this room don't have gold buried in our house, but maybe you do. And if you do, when the world goes crazy, we'll be friends together. I'll go get the elk. You give me some gold. It'll work well together, right? I'm guessing you don't have gold buried to give to Jesus, but this is what I do know. Is Jesus isn't inviting us to necessarily bring gold. He's inviting us to actually bring a heart of gold. What is that? It's a recognition that Jesus is King and Lord over my life and that my life is to be of service to Him. I don't know about you guys, but I've got all sorts of different songs that are my favorite during Christmas. Oh, Holy Night, Silent Night. One of those Christmas songs is The Little Drummer Boy. Here's a joke for all the moms for you. Mary, exhausted, having just gotten Jesus to sleep, is approached by a young man who thinks to himself, what this girl needs is a drum solo. Right? All the drummers say amen. All right? But the reason why I love the drummer boy is I just want you to listen to these words. I have no gift to bring that's fit to give our king. 
Shall I play for you? And Mary nodded. I played my drum for him. I played my best for him. And then he smiled at me. Me and my drum. A newborn king to see. Me and my drum. What Jesus wants you to bring is whatever you've got. <laughs> because it's, his heart. it's your heart. Surrendered to him is what he wants. It's what he desires. I don't have anything to bring. Just bring your heart. Bring yourself. Because at the end of the day, when we do that, what we're saying is, Jesus is enough. Amen? That Jesus is enough. And what he wants me is to have a heart that's surrendered to him as king and as Lord. I may not have all the resources. I may not have all these, these gifts. But what he wants is you. He wants you. And if we're willing to give of ourselves, he promises that life necessarily won't be easy, but will be full. Full of what he wants for you. Full of his kingdom and his goodness, his love poured out over you. And so this Christmas, what does Jesus want you to bring? Want you to bring your heart. Surrender to him. And this act of giving and receiving, it's at the core of the Christmas story. The art of giving and receiving is the prevailing atmosphere of God's kingdom. It began with the gift of the king, then gifts to the king, and now for us, a life of giving and self-sacrifice. Why are we inviting you to be uncomfortable in these chairs? Why? Because there's people that need to experience the love of Jesus. And they're going to do that through you here in this place. Why are we inviting you to come to afternoon services? Because we're called to be a, a church that loves and sacrifices and give so that Jesus would rule and reign here in the Treasure Valley through you. As we wrap up this morning, I just want to ask you, what is it that Jesus is inviting you to take and sacrifice to him? What is it you need to bring to Jesus this Christmas? And if, maybe if it's like me, I need to orient my heart to him. It's time that I go from low simmer that I crank it up, that I intentionally choose, Lord, how do I make you, Lord, more this Christmas? For some of you, maybe it is reaching out to that family member and fighting for reconciliation that's broken right now. Why? Because Jesus is Lord, he's king. He's calling on you to reconcile relationship. Maybe it's giving yourself and serving in some capacity. I don't know what it is for you this Christmas but he's inviting you to bring your heart to him as king and Lord. We're gonna take communion this morning. And as we do, if you came this morning, you didn't receive the elements as we came in, you would like to take communion as we do together as a family every single week here. Just raise your hand. These amazing servants would love to serve you and offer the elements to you. Keep your hand raised. Let me show the past the elements to you as they walk by. We'll take communion here together as a family here in a minute.
night that Jesus was betrayed, he broke bread with his disciples. And he said, this bread that you're about to eat, it represents my body, which is broken for you. Eat in remembrance of me. And then he raised a cup of wine and he blessed it. He said, this represents my blood, which is spilled for you. Drink in remembrance of me. Let's pray. Lord, we come before you and like the wise men knew that you were king and that you were Lord, we too come recognizing that you are Lord and God that you would continue to shape our mind and our will and our hearts towards you, God. God, that we'd surrender whatever we need to surrender this Christmas, put it under your rule and reign. God, that we'd experience your kingdom as you intended it, Lord. Now that we participate in what, what activities, what your will is for us here. And God, that this Christmas season would be different, that we would actually put you in the center of it. So Lord, thank you for your rule, your reign. And thank you, thank you for your goodness over us. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. Well, I'm going to invite Jenny up on the stage, and we are going to have a little bit of an experience this morning. Okay, let's get some music going. Come on in. I would love to introduce you guys with a round of applause to some of our upper elementary kids. Here, come on, right up here. Right down here. Excellent, excellent. And then we have our lower elementary kids here. All right, and then I've also got some preschoolers, too. Okay. And if you got some. Okay, preschoolers, come here.
preschoolers, can you guys take a bow and one last wave at mom and dad? Our preschoolers. Okay, Charlie, you're gonna lead the way. You're gonna follow sis. Go, we're gonna go out. All right, thanks preschoolers. You did an awesome job. I think for this next song. Do I have a couple of you that want extra space on the floor? Okay, if you want to be on the floor, go ahead and be on the floor. Come on down. Got a little bit more space. Yeah, come on down. Come on. You want to be on the floor? Oh, yes. Right here. Right here. Okay, let's spread, spread out. Ellie, come on down. Come right here. This is our lower and elementary students and they've been practicing a lot for this next song. So, without further ado, here's some Christmas joy. And if you are a leader and not up here, uh, showing us your sweet dance moves, come on up too.
Say thank you, Life for Kids. Great job. Go get your Red Bull for next performance. Get geared up again. Thanks for coming, you guys. And uh, have a great rest of the week. And parents, we still got round two. So don't let your kids go home yet. We got round two next service. Thanks for joining us this morning, you guys. Have a great week. Take care.